Brothers and sisters, it's time for Angel Repair Juice. Welcome to another edition of Angel Repair Juice. I'm Henry Vole. My name is Matthew Pancake, and you're listening to the program about the niche of all niches, anime from a Lutheran perspective. How is it that we say it? Praise the niche. niche. The niche is life. Niche is good. The niche is good. It is life. It no, is... no, you, you messed it up. You messed it up. Oh, did I mess up the litany? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, tell it's... me how I was supposed to do it. What, what did I do wrong? Praise the niche. The niche is good. The niche is life. I thought I said that. No, no you, you had the, the the first and second articles backwards. This, I, uh, see, we have to do this right, I guess. Yes. So you were the one that started that. I said that the, that you know it's the niche of all niches, and then you said, "No, no, I know what it was." You took a picture of me. You made it look sort of I don't know what you, what it was you did to it, and then you put that underneath it. The niche is good. <laughs> The niche is life. It sounds like I'm talking to Grasshopper. Okay. <laughs> it's the Angel Repair Juice Creed. Is <laughs> very, very good. Okay, so so if you're new to listener, if you're a new listener to Angel Repair Juice, um, the fact of the matter is, is you know we're we are a podcast and we are a podcast about anime from a Lutheran perspective. But why? Because you know we got Lutheran guys in here talking about anime, which by itself probably makes some people cringe. Although the one or two listeners that we have, they seem to not mind. So we're gonna run with that. Contact info. Angel Repair Juice PC. PC stands for podcast, by the way. Angel Repair Juice PC at gmail.com is a way that you can get in touch with us. You can send us an email there. All one word. Angel Repair Juice PC at gmail.com. You're a wunderkin if you can remember that all of that. So we'll probably say that again pretty soon. We have a new Facebook page. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea how many people have actually looked at it yet. But that's okay because, you know, it's nice to have um, something for people to go look at. Because <laughs> yeah. we also have the group, Angel Repair Juice. Um, you can go there and you can look for me. By the way, my name is Matthew Pancake. I have no idea if Henry uh, wants you to bother him or not. Uh, go ahead. Why not? Why not? We're, we're, we're just like everybody else on Facebook. We want friends. Yeah. If you know, Send us a friend request. You know, uh, I usually don't turn them down. Um, I, I, I don't know why anyone would. So you know, I have a great anecdote, Matthew. You have an anecdote. I have an anecdote or an antidote. Anecdote. An anecdote. Oh, good. Because yes. some people were hoping that you came up for a cure for the show. You know, that's. I thought the show was the cure. Oh, then the cure is worth. <laughs> the cure is probably worse than the disease. Yeah. <laughs> Go for it. See, see, Matthew. When, when I was first. Uh, trekking into Lutheranism, I began my voyage across uh, Lake Wittenberg. I was swimming across the, the Rhine. Um, okay, it's more like I was just dipping my toe into the Rhine, but you, you get the idea. I, and I had this horrible problem with understanding free will and why I didn't have it and why Lutherans thought I didn't have it, even though I'd always been taught that I had it. 
And uh, so I was searching the old uh, podcast Lerones, and I came across the Radical Grace, in which they did an episode on uh, decision theology. And uh, to all the listeners, that, that was my first contact with, with Matthew Pancake. And so whenever I was on a Lutheran forum and I posted something and Matthew would like it or comment on it, I'm like, oh, man, Matthew Pancake just commented on my post. It's like, it's amazing. It's like, whoa. And I, and I told it I was a Matthew Pancake fanboy. Um, that okay. is until I, that is until I met Matthew and it's kind of like, oh, that's, that's, that's just Matthew. <laughs> well, there, yeah, that's that's Matthew not the way there. you're supposed to end a, a provocative antidote, you know, oh. Oh. <laughs> you say, oh, well, you know, and it turns out that he's just a, a normal person, you know, <laughs> even though, that, that, even though that's actually true. I mean, yeah, yeah. So I, but the thing about it is, is I didn't actually know that. You, yep. That's so. That's how that worked. Oh, okay. Con- confessions of a Matthew Pancake fanboy. Oh, that's that's <laughs> that's. Huh. <laughs> I wonder how I'm supposed to take that. Yeah, let's just go on. <laughs> okay, and then there's another thing that you can do, and it's called listener participation. Now, we came up with an idea that if you would like to, uh, those of you that are anime fans out there, it does not actually matter if you're Lutheran. If you just, you know listening to us because you were looking for something anime related we don't actually hammer people with the the whole point of us being lutheran although if we do start talking about it don't be surprised if we start bringing jesus into it okay don't be surprised <gasps> don't be surprised because that's, that's a personal thing Matthew. that's, that's gonna well, it's you don't still, talk about that it's still gonna happen but here's what you could do if you have an anime that you really like you could write and you, number one, you could write a review, or if you wanted to, if you're really daring, you could do a recording of one, and you could send it to us. Be nice to us because we'll be the first ones to hear it. So be nice, and uh, you know, do the thing. And somebody actually did a review. Now it's a written review, but Henry, apparently these people are not listening to the rules. No, no, they're not. Because. Rule number one, your review cannot exceed the capabilities of us, the hosts, okay? You, no. You, no, no, no. You, you cannot no. do that, okay? That's a must. It cannot happen. You cannot do better than me. No. Maybe you, maybe you can do better than, than Henry, but you can't, you can't do better than I can. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> no. There's no there's, – it's, it's like it's, – it's a no – like when there's the possibility of a Twilight reboot, you know, where Darth Vader screams, No! No. No. You do not do better. You just don't do... You don't. You don't. And it's not because you can't. It's just that we don't want you to. <laughs> so, you know, it's like it's like the old phrase, finish home non-compacts and finish. I mean... The finite cannot contain the infinite, and we're definitely the finite. <laughs> <laughs> so, so don't, yeah. So don't, just don't, don't, don't do that. Actually, we don't care uh, yeah. because uh, I'm, I think that I'm getting this right. Audie, Audie Colin Thacker um, did a did an anime review and had been raving for a while about um, Your Lie in April. Which, by the way, for those of you that didn't recognize it at the beginning of the show, that was the opening theme for for the show. 
And right after this, I'm going to drop the link to that because it's actually an English cover. That's a new thing that they're doing, Henry. People hear these openers and then they decide to do an English cover of it. So I'm assuming, since I've checked them out and most of them are fairly accurate translations, that it must be people that either know someone who speaks Japanese, can write it for them, or they're Duolingo. So, yeah. So here's what, since it's a written one, I think that the thing that ought to happen, Henry, are you okay over there? Yeah, I'm just getting another pop. <laughs> a pop. Okay. Everybody, listen to that. Where's Henry from? <laughs> He's actually from my neck of the woods because you know how long it took for me to stop calling it pop before people was it's not pop it's soda. It's a, nope. If you if you're in Ohio, it's pop. Hey, I can do that too. Hang on, because I've well, got, oh definitely yeah. yeah. So watch here. Looking. It's an Ohio thing. Oh wow! I almost choked myself. But it's you know a, I'm drinking I'm drinking cheer wine right now, which is only available in the South. So how did you get uh, it then? I know that they have it here at the Walmart. I, I went down south. You went down south and you didn't visit me. Oh, well, I, I didn't go. I didn't go that down. Now south. you've made me. Now you've made me unhappy. So, Audie, what we're going to do then, uh, with your permission, is we're going to put that on the website. And for those of you that would like to, you can read the review. That tri- she tried. She. <laughs> there I go. Um, tried to be non-spoilery, but you know, actually. The, the fact of the matter is is that kind of anime can't really be spoiled because no matter how much you tell people they're always caught off they're always caught completely off guard by it after the fact so what we'll do is we'll put that on the website that's ex- that's exactly the way to, we promised to do it now last week we had an email and this week we got an email awesome you know what I didn't do with the email there you d- didn't put it in the show notes? I put it in the show notes. I did not put the name. <laughs> it was Rebecca Martin. Is it Rebe- Rebecca? Okay. Rebecca Martin. Thank Re- you, Rebecca. Okay. Because here's... Uh, get this. Here. It uh, starts this way. It says, Great job on the podcast episodes thus far. I've enjoyed listening to them. That's fantastic. Thanks for... I didn't think that was for, possible. Yeah, it's because, you know, I mean, you know, uh, granted, I've been doing a lot of you know, Radical Grace Radio, but that's different because there's a, you know, it's, it's, you know, I have a partner that actually sits in the room with me. So anytime I go off the reservation, he can reach over and slap me, drag me back in. And on top of that, he's a pastor. So I have to actually, you have to go listen to the podcast to understand. You have to listen to our show to understand how that goes. So what were we doing, Henry? We've, um, what we reading the email. Oh, okay. So go ahead and read it. Great job on the podcast episodes thus far. I've enjoyed listening to them. Oh man, this thing. You, you, you just you just read that. <laughs> oh. I'll go on to the to the paragraph here. Say, but that but that's the thing is I actually wanted to hear that part again. So Oh okay. <laughs> just, <laughs> you, you didn't believe your ears, huh? <laughs> wow. Well, you know we Sometimes the emails are few and far between. You got to savor them while you can. (laughs) Savor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! All right. So that. So you want to read it or shall I? Because it. Yeah. (laughs) Do you want to read it or so? Actually, I can read. Actually, read it. Okay, go ahead. I can read Matthew. Okay. (laughs) I didn't say you couldn't. (laughs) Okay. An idea came into my mind for you guys while I was watching Ronya, the robber's daughter. As an aside, I thoroughly enjoyed watching that. 
Thanks for suggesting it. It seemed pretty easy with this anime to spot some of the Ten Commandments that were either being broken or being kept throughout the series. For example, Ronya seems genuinely eager to obey her father's instructions in the first half of first half of the season. Fourth Commandment. They're, well, thieves. Seventh Commandment. Ronya doesn't want to share the force with Burke at first. Ninth Commandment, or maybe the tenth. That might be stretching it a bit. Ronia sneaks food to Burke to keep him alive. Fifth Commandment, etc. Anyways, it got me thinking that one of you could describe a scene and slash or play the dialogue from an anime that you're following. Then you two can talk about which commandments is slash are being kept or broken. Also, I think that the character Lovis is a good example of someone being content in his or her various vocations. You hear the men whine and complain about their chores all the time. But Lovis has a quiet, pleasant demeanor about her that seemed to suggest she was content in her daily tasks as a wife, mother, and caretaker of the clan. The difference, the differences between the personalities of Lovis and Undis remind me of some of the proverbs that juxtapose the wisdom of knowing when to hold one's tongue and the folly of letting it run all the time. You're a listener from the Sunshine State. God bless. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to go that back. That was nice. I'm, yeah, it is, actually. And it's actually kind of thoughtful because um, I, I, I actually had to think about the uh, where she says in there, it says, Ronia doesn't want to share the forest with Burke, um, ninth or tenth, and I don't think it is actually that much of a stretch because as soon as you find out that somebody else is trying to take possession of something that you thought was yours but wasn't really yours, eh, that's coveting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially considering the size of the forest, and say, "Oh," and and then Burke's got to go off on her and say, "You know what? It's it, it's actually the fox's forest, and it's the bird's forest, and it's it's everybody's. Why do you think it's yours? You know?" <laughs> so, yeah, that's not really that far of a stretch. But that's but that's actually a good idea. Although I am going to pick Knit a little bit because, yeah, Lovis does seem content when she gets to do her job, her her things. And she's left alone to do them. But as soon as somebody else starts getting in the way, she becomes a bear. <laughs> she just goes off. I mean, <laughs> scene, uh, awesome scene from that show. It's winter. Now, imagine you're a Japanese person. It doesn't matter if it's winter. You're going to take baths in Japan. You, you're going to have a daily bath. Now, when they... when when westerners first came to japan a long time ago they were taken aback by the idea of you go how long without taking a bath excuse me she said oh yeah i mean we might take one once a week maybe what huh that's crazy so they play up this whole part in there where in in scandinavian countries where the winters are really really bad it's not as though you have a whole lot of water that you could take baths in anyway so they go through most of the winter and never have a bath. So at one point, Lovis has had enough. And it's just warm enough outside for everybody to go out. And she makes them all strip down and takes their clothes from them and says, you don't get them back until you go outside and get cleaned up. I don't care if it kills all of you. Just go do it. Just go. Just get out of here. In the meantime, she's boiling their clothes that they've worn all winter long. And and they play this up for a, a long stretched laugh, and it, because you could imagine 
Japanese people going, really, that is, oh, my goodness. I can't imagine what the smell must have been like. Because <laughs> 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 yeah. these people have been walking around all winter. And and they make a point out of, and this is actually true, the winters in that area are very bad. <laughs> and you just don't have a lot of water. And you don't have enough wood to melt snow to do it either. And besides which, that wouldn't be very clean. You say, okay, we're going to use dirty water to clean up. That's not going to work. So, whew. and that was one of those times where she was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm the mama bear today. <laughs> so, <laughs> great scene. But that's not a bad idea except for the one part um, where she says, it got me thinking that one of you could describe a scene or play the dialogue. Okay, we could describe the scene, but playing the dialogue would be Japanese and we can't subtitle audio, so yeah, yeah, that would be the only drawback. But it's a good idea can, in theory, but no, it's a great idea because you can because you can still point out some of these scenes um, in a show like this one or any show for that matter, and you know describe what it is that's going on, and and then you could act, we could actually play a game show if we could get if we could find a good way to uh, take callers in here, like maybe be doing a. Um, Maybe not callers, but uh, do guest. Uh, well, not a guest. Um, what do they call that on Google? A hangout. Oh, okay, and yeah. then you know, ask people what do you think? Do you think that a, a one of the commandments is being broken or kept here? That would be, yeah. Or we could have guests. We could actually do that yeah. too, because yeah. that's not a bad idea. Actually, they have to do some thinking about how to make that work. So, Rebecca, thank you very much. Yeah, good, good stuff, wanna, Rebecca. I'd love to read that first line again. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah. My head's are already, can, my head's already can, too big for my headphones as it is. So. You can read it all by yourself Later on, once we finish the podcast. Okay, okay, I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> okay, so while uh, let, me, let me make sure what gets – oh, we've only gone 18 minutes. We haven't, oh, we, nice. We're actually trying to stay on time here today. So yeah, why don't we job. go on and talk about this thing that, uh, you know, it's called an anime news roll. And on the 26th, the Pokemon Company filed a lawsuit against Raymar Larkin Jones and Zach Shore. Jones and Shore were the organizers of a for-profit fifth annual unofficial, this is quotes by the way, fifth annual unofficial Pokemon PAX kickoff. It's the fifth one by the way, keep that in mind. The Pokemon Company is suing for damages, legal fees, and a cessation of similar future events. The Pokemon Company claims that Jones and Shores unlawfully used the properties Pikachu and Snivy owned by that company to, to advertise their event. Tickets to the event were priced at, here we go, $2 per person. The event itself was targeted toward adults, and most likely the Pokemon Company did not want their franchise associated with alcohol consumption and other activities associated with the party scene. I'm not certain how much money they were making. If, they were, if they're illegally using Pikachu and Snivy to advertise their thing, $2 a head's not much considering. How much was it the last con- uh, convention you went to? Uh, well, the one I'm going to this September, it's $25 is it? person. So $2 yeah. is like really low. Okay, I'm not going to say that they shouldn't, but since it's the fifth annual one, I wonder what took so long for him to get around to saying, no, you can't do that. I got, I got a feeling it's probably more, it has to do with the nature of the party involved, maybe, then. Yeah, that's that's probably true. Yeah. For the number four story, Splatoon soundtrack 
to go on sale. Scott Green from Country, Crunchyroll reports, Japanese sales have launched for Splatoon, spelled S-P-L-A-T-U-N-E, a collection of 37 tracks of music, including the E3 Splatak reveal trailer, 10 jingles, and 14 sound effects from Nintendo's Splatoon. Alternative jacket art will feature the Squid Sisters and other in-game music acts. Katakawa is publishing the release, selling for 3,200 yen, and is planned for October 21st. Two asides on that. First of all, if you don't know what Splatoon is, go on YouTube, type it in. There are videos of the game. It's a blast. Okay, that's that's number one. And number two, whenever you see, whenever you hear us say 3,200 yen or 3,200 yen, think about this for a second. In Japan, they have 100 yen stores, like we have dollar stores. So rather than saying, how do I convert that? You know, like, wonder what today's conversion rate is. Forget it. If you, if you were in Japan and you wanted to try and figure out how much you're actually spending on something, think of it as $32. Just put in the decimal. Think of it that way. Because it's kind of the way they think about it anyway. 200, 200 yen would be $2. 100 yen would be $1. Because, like I said, they have a 100 yen store. So they have those all over the place. The number three story. Now, this is interesting. Tokyo Metropolitan Police Department's Nakano Station arrested a 22-year-old vocational student on the charge of forcible obstruction of business. Police apprehended the male resident of Tokyo's, uh, let me get this wrong, Hirakawako District on August 30th for allegedly threatening to kill a voice actress online. According to police, the suspect admitted to the charge. The Nakado Station Police took the student into custody under suspicion of disturbing business at a Nakano Ward voice acting office where the voice actress is attached. Police claim that the suspect used his own smartphone to post the threatening messages to an online message board at 2.50 p.m. on April 22nd. According to the archive for 2Channel, um, in the two-channel message board, the suspect's alleged threats include messages such as, I'm going to kill Suzuko Mimori. And he also says, I'm going to push into Suzuko Mimori's office today, April 22nd, at 4.30 p.m., and beat her to death. Another person at uh, the two-channel two user uh, reportedly associated with the suspect also posted messages praising voice actress Raina Medea and was screaming at everybody to stop making fun of her <laughs> as part of the story. It's like crazy. Hello. Number two story. The new Lupin the Third anime to prepare this fall to prepare to premiere this fall with original composer. Uh, franchise veteran Yuji O. Ono returns to compose music for the new series taking place in Italy. Staff of the first new Lupin the Third television series in three decades announced on Tuesday that this series will premiere this fall in Japan on Nihon TV, the Nihon TV channel and other broadcasters. Franchise Yuji as composer was also announced. Ono's comment on his involvement saying, Lupin is returning to center stage. This is what Lupin's sound should be. Look forward to this kind of music. The series was originally announced at the MIPCON event in Cannes, France last October and was scheduled for a world premiere on Italy's RTI 
channel this spring. The story of the news series will take place in Italy and in San Marino. It will be the first fledged Lupin the Third television series to start the legendary thief since was that nineteen eighty four and the eighty five Lupin the Third Part Three ended three decades ago. Yeah, that's a good place to stop because you've got a lot of notes in there. There's a lot of stuff there. Okay. And I wound up reading this, and this should have been your thing because you're all about Shonen Jump. The ad- the adaptation of Haruichi Furadate, uh, Shonen Jump volleyball manga Haiku, returns after the, a year's break for the second production of IG season, yeah, uh, debuting in October. That one is going to be going with Dupin. Dupin. You keep saying Lupin. They couldn't, Lupin. They, they couldn't say that. Dupin. Dupin. Uh, uh, next week's uh, weekly issue of Shonen Jump, issue 40, is set to publish a broadcast schedule along with a new visual. Uh, the first season of the anime adaptation of the volleyball manga premiered last April. Sentai Filmworks uh, licensed that for North America Digital and home video releases. And Crunchyroll streamed the series as it aired, and more than likely Crunchyroll is going to stream the new one. And that is what they call, or is what we sometimes call, the anime news roll. Now you what, see that's what's our show, time? What's the time? Uh, how yeah. long? See here uh, as an aside for all of you that are listening, we tend to run long, so we're keeping track. We're only at twenty-five minutes. Oh wow! So we're actually getting pretty good at this. Yeah, not bad. Skills, not bad. Skills. You got skills. Somebody, well, somebody's got skills. Yeah. Somebody out, somebody out there's got skills. You need to come and like tell us about it. Because because yeah. we're not certain how to how to run with this. So any of these news stories catch your ear is like to like it is actually kind of interesting that duping 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 <laughs> whatever man. <laughs> <laughs> That's whatever like whenever like, it's like whenever I say card captor Sakura and you go you say Sakura. Actually, makes me cringe a little when I hear that. You say tomatoes, I say tomatoes. Here's what's going to happen: is I'm going to make, I'm going to pull you into a, a Splatoon game, and that's going to be the end of it. <laughs> you're going to get addicted to it. You're going to buy a Wii U just because of that, and you're going to be playing Splatoon. They need to bring that over Splatoon. here because they got all the good games over there. But then again, they've always done that. Yeah, that's true. That's, so, that's very true. So, uh, is any of this, uh, is any of these anime, any of this stuff going to get us in any trouble? You know what I mean. Oh. You know what I mean. You know, Matthew, I, I just don't know. Could, could not. Could be. Wait, could could be. Yeah, that's that's probably see, more grammatically correct. See, what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you the story of an anime fan. And this anime fan is also a Christian. Okay. But he never what, wants... What's, what's but, his name? But he... Ne- well, his name is going is to it, be... Is it Christian Anime Son? <laughs> there you go. That's exactly right. His name is... Is, is that Christian. his name? Oh, yep. man. Good I'm, guess. Excellent I'm so intuitive. I, I have, like, these freaky so, intuitive powers. So... So Christian, who's also Christian, um, he was an anime fan, but he knew that everybody in his church thought that anime is just bad. It's for the devil. It's devil stuff. I mean, just look at it. It's it's absolutely horrible. How could anybody think that they could be a Christian and be an anime fan? And he was in despair. 
until he heard Angel Repair Juice. And then he realized that he wasn't alone. And then Angel Repair Juice went on to explain how uh, the whole thing was ridiculous because because <laughs> because yeah. that's actually true. There are see, I I will never forget. Listen, or years and years ago, and I, we talked about this in one of the other um, one of the other shows. I do not remember which one, but when it was card captors back in two thousand or so, when Kids WB was playing Pokemon and Yu Gi Oh and all those, and they had card captors on there, which in Japan is card captor Sakura. Well, Burger King ran this deal where you could get the, you know, you could get the cards. You know the the and they look like tarot cards. In fact, they were intentionally made to look like tarot cards by Clamp. That's the group of four women, by the way, who drew the original manga that the show is based on. Um, they did it that way just because they wanted to mix different magical looks together to say that oh, see, this is sort of original. And it was, but I'll never forget. You know, hearing people go nuts because they're giving kids tarot cards with their burgers. How could they? And and it's like, oh, here we go again. Yeah. How do, yeah. How do we even get across to people that first of all they don't they don't they, they if you're worried about tarot cards, let's actually visit Japan where some of the stuff that they do probably would scare you even more until you realize that it's not. I mean, how about how about a visit from Totoro? That, that, there you go. That that would be enough, I think. To but you know, in my congregation, I have a um, a couple there. I'm going to leave their name out for now, not because they would be, um, you know, just because I don't want to say their name on the air without asking them if I could. Um, but they're Miyazaki fans, and when I found out, I was like, oh, really? Oh, so now we can like trade stuff back and forth, and you know, we're talking about. <laughs> And and guess what? They're not young either. You know, they're they're well. I'm not going to call them snowbirds because they're down here more often than not. But they do have a house up north, and they sometimes go up there. And you know, they're, they're both in their sixties. <laughs> she talks about she talks about uh, um, going to Disney because they have a Miyazaki store there. You know, where oh, wow. it's it's just all Hayao Miyazaki Studio Ghibli stuff. And, hmm, that's cool, and, and it's just tons of this stuff. And uh, you know, she she came in with a Totoro T-shirt on one time. A Totoro T-shirt to church. Okay? <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe the problem is is that if you're Christian and you want to be an anime fan, still become a Lutheran. We we won't mind one bit. In fact, we'll be like, oh. Really? Okay. Well, d- come over here and have some coffee. You know, that's the third sacrament. Yeah, you know, third have, sacrament. Have, no, no, it's it's the fourth sacrament, Matthew. No, it's it is the third one, but we reserve we reserve the fourth one. We we do, you know. <laughs> we we reserve that one. You know, that one is for only the inner circle. <laughs> I mean, where we have closed communion. This one is even more closed off. <laughs> and for those of you that don't understand what we're talking about, that's you know, it it is sometimes called Lutheran lemonade, um, Lutheran Kool Aid, uh, Lutheran tea, um, beer. <laughs> that's that's oh, you see, I was thinking of confession being the third sacrament, but oh, oh. I follow old Luther, man. Oh. Well, it's not. I mean, even then, Luther wouldn't have called it a sacrament. Well, well there was still come on, come there's, on. There's just the just the two, you know, just the two. 
We got to stay. You got to stay together. But what? But okay. But before we get too far down into that, there's a reason why. And yeah. The, but the but the problem is is that as as funny as the as the turn is, trying to explain this to some people who aren't Christian is is just a or who even if they are just Christian and they aren't Lutheran, trying to explain what antinomianism is is going to be. Part. Because here's what you are. Yeah. If you like anime and you're a Christian, you're an anonomian. Anonomian. Anonomians. And that's what we are. We're anonomians. And we got to make some kind of a graphic soon that explains that, and we'll put it all over the place, and we'll turn it into a meme so that everybody goes, what's an anonomian again? <laughs> okay. Consult the meme. Okay. So, but here's the thing is I'm going to let Henry explain what antinomianism is. Yeah. Well, let me let me let me backtrack. So, um, the whole antinomian debate is basically about sanctification. And if you have been on any of the uh, the Lutheran Facebook pages, or not the pages, but the groups, if you're involved in any of those, um, especially one called um, <coughs> Confessional Lutheran Fellowship, <coughs> um, then you've heard a lot about the antinomian debate. So, but it's all about sanctification. So, we are justified by faith alone and grace alone and Christ alone. When we believe that you know, Christ's death has atoned for all of our sins, and because He has died for our sins, that you know there's no more enmity between us and God. You know, so that now we have Christ's own righteousness. On account of faith alone. That's justification. Sanctification is growing daily in good works, becoming more like Christ. Um, and we can get into that. So basically, that's, that's what this whole thing is about. It's about the difference between the law and the gospel. So God's law is that which shows us our sins, shows us how sinful we are. And the gospel it's God's promise of forgiveness and grace and peace and fellowship and all the good stuff. But there are three uses to God's law. So first, the first use of the law is the curve. It's there just in society to, to curb evil. So uh, when someone goes to murder, uh, just the law says, no, you can't do that. That's wrong. That's an example of how God's moral laws in society the second use of the law is the one I just mentioned previously, is that, that the law shows us our sins, so it shows us all the things that we've done wrong and how much we need God's mercy. And then the third use of the law is only for Christians, and it shows us what a good work is. It shows us the, the things that are pleasing to God. It, it kind of gives us a guide of how we should live. So the whole antinomian debate is is that some people feel that there's really not a third use of the law. And and it's it's not that simple. There are some people who uh, don't really want to hear about the second use of the law or don't feel that the second use of the law is maybe applies to everyone. I think you have a story about that, Matthew. Um, which story would that be? The Johnny Mac story. Oh, well, you see, here's the thing is people all the time come – to me they they send they send me emails sometimes they just ask me on facebook why don't you do more sermon reviews and that's because i think i did the granddaddy of all sermon reviews the one and only one that i ever did um and it was on a sermon by john macarthur sometimes known as johnny mac 
I call him Johnny Mac just because I don't want to spend all that time saying his whole name. Um, because he is doing a kind of antinomian move in that sermon, but it's the same kind of move that always gets done by these people, by, by all kinds of, of Christians all over the place. Here's what he does. He says, now, whenever it comes to your sins and things like that, I'm not talking about the sins that you do, you know, that everybody falls into now and then. You know, I'm not talking about that. But what I'm talking about is whenever you fall into a pattern of sins. Now, I know where he gets that from. He gets it from 1 John, okay? And I understand why he would think that. If you read 1 John carefully, you find that, you know, you can't just run that direction with it. And here's why. Because I, I told Pastor this whenever I was on the radio. There's an empty chair right here, and Pastor was on the other side of the desk. I said, if I had John MacArthur right here in this chair, I'd say, Sir, regarding this pattern that you're talking about, did you sin yesterday? And the answer would be, well, well, well of course I did. I mean, I, I sinned yesterday. I said, do you think you've sinned today? Yeah, I, I think I've. I think I sinned. Uh, yeah. Do you think you're going to sin tomorrow? Uh, we'll, we'll probably. Well, why are you asking? So, because that's you're starting to see a pattern here, aren't you? I mean, you sinned yesterday, you sinned today, you sinned tomorrow. That that's a pattern. No, 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 no. I don't mean that kind of a pattern. He would say. I know that's what he would do. He'd say, I, no, no. I mean like the same one every day. Oh, okay. Well, let's do this again. Pick any sin. Did you do it yesterday? Uh, yeah. Did you do it today? Said, yeah. Do you do you think you're going to do it tomorrow? Never mind. I rest my case because you got to watch that kind of language because what he does is he lets people off the hook for little stuff for quote unquote little stuff and says, yeah. but nope. Whenever the big stuff comes along, that's what you got to watch out for. It's like no, 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 no. That's not how the law works. Forget it. The law is not meant to just let you ever let you off the hook. It doesn't let you off the hook ever. There's And there's no amount of grace that's meant to just let you off the hook. Grace buys you back. You know, at great cost. You know, for even the one little sin. You know, and... You know, and then John MacArthur comes along and says, well, I'm not talking about, you know, like if you fall into sin here, you fall into sin there. In other words, what he means is us in our little group, we have our sins, but their sins out there, they're much worse than ours. And that drives yeah. me, that drives me crazy. Oh, I, 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 go ahead. No, well, I don't want to drive myself crazy talking about it. So you go ahead. Yeah. Right? I, I mean, I mean, kind of what he's doing is like the Roman Catholics, that distinction between mortal and venial sin. And I mean, I'm not going to say that, that, that such a distinction isn't entirely false. Or but even efficacious I, I, to have something to think about with well, regards to your sins. But doing, making the move. But here's what Roman Catholics would never do. They would never say, oh, but those little sins, don't worry about that. You don't even have to come yeah. confessional with those. They would never do that. Well, I, I don't know, because you technically only have to confess mortal sins. I could be wrong on that. I'll have to look at the, the catechism of the Catholic Church. But, I'm not so certain that that's true. Yeah, because the, the mortal sins, according to the catechism of the Catholic Church, say those are the ones that kill the life of God in the soul. Those will send you straight to hell. 
Now, if you don't want to spend time in purgatory, you have to confess the venial sins. I'm pretty sure that's how yeah, that works. Yeah, but that's the reason why you would have to do it, because nobody yeah. wants, nobody wants yeah. to spend that amount. I mean, when you can, uh, for people who don't know this, buy an indulgence, which is a little piece of paper that gets you time out of purgatory. You know? Yeah. Um, that, that was a big deal in Luther's day. So, yeah. you know, people would do that because, you know, I'm going to spring, you know, somebody, you know, for, what was it? For how, how did the joke go? For a silver florin, I I sprung um, Uncle Joe out of out of purgatory. Yeah. <laughs> Aunt Baru has to stay there for another million or so years, but them's the breaks because I don't have the money for that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's the joke. Yeah. Yes. The, <laughs> so I, I like what Luther says in the Heidelberg Disputation that that even your venial sins can be your mortal sins because you. Because you don't think that they're that bad, so yeah, in reality, see, the, they're the worst sins of all. See, even Luther's talking about the same distinction that I'm making. So you got to watch out for saying, well, you know what, these sins, don't worry about those. It's like, excuse yeah. me? No, you should worry about all of them. Because, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was, was going to say, that's what I love about, like, in the Catechism, when Luther talks about confession. He says, before God, we should plead guilty of all sins. I mean, that's just, that's pretty simple. <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah, it's pretty, pretty much takes care of that. Yeah. Now, now here's what I what I I and I still say it sometimes. I used to say it on the radio all the time um, up here because we did live radio for a long time before I moved it back down here to what I sometimes call Wartburg headquarters. You know, it's our hidden hideaway. Um, just look it up. You'll find out why why it's that. But I used to have this thing that I would say sometimes, and I still think that it's true. And somebody who understands Lutheran theology will get this instantly. So you need to spend a number of years swimming in the gospel before you start to realize how third use actually works for you. Because if what you do is you take is you say that third use is now it's time for you to take this seriously, and I'm going to admonish you to be doing this, and you got to start being serious about this. You've got to. Everybody does that. Because if you swim around in the gospel, and whenever I say swimming, the whole idea is to, is to remind you of your baptism. You know, because they, Luther used to have this awesome way of talking about the old Adam being drowned in the waters of baptism. Just hold him under until he dies, you know. Stay down in there. Swim around in the gospel long enough, and before long, one of these days, instead of the law being admonishing you, saying, you've got to do better, you've got to straighten up, because one day you wake up and the law begins to inform you how you think about yourself, how you think about the world around you, how you think about your neighbor, and why. Because finally, you begin to realize that the concept of the condemnation of the law no longer being there is actually true. And once that's lifted, you begin to look at it and say, look at the law, and it informs the way you think about things. I used to do this. That was stupid. You know, I'm going to stop doing that because, you know, now I look at this law, instead of it condemning me for doing these things, the law actually has something to say that I can hear, and it, in, it informs this. Now, can it still crush me? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I can. But... You've got to really swim around in the gospel for a while. And I, and I sense that there are a lot of people that haven't spent enough time with that. You know, to, to, to get to that point where you, where you understand that the condemnation really was put on Christ and it's gone. 
Okay, that's that's the thing that you. It's not that you're not supposed to do it anymore, but it doesn't condemn you anymore. That's important because unless it's unless the condemnation's gone, it can't really inform you. What it does is it just keeps stirring up sin in you. Second use of the law does this. You know, the the law was added so that the so that the trespass would increase. That's straight. That's straight out of Romans. You know, yeah. You add law to it, you you are probably going to come to a point where that law, if it's still in its condemnation mode, will actually make it worse. It's going to make things worse. Yeah. So you think you're and and one of the ways that you can see that it makes it worse and it makes people self righteous, looking out to the rest of them, saying, you know what, I'm not talking about those little itty bitty sins. I'm talking about those big sins that are going on out there. That stuff. Look at that. It's the kind of self-righteousness that, you know, if they understood that the, the condemnation for their little sins was actually gone and their little sins are, you know, they're the Pharisee that, you know, the man who owed little, you know, and was forgiven little and the person who owed much but was forgiven much and the one who really loves is the one who was forgiven much, you know. Yeah. You know, person says, oh, you know, my sin's not really all that bad. So I'm, I'm a pretty good person. No, well, no. Well, At that point, you are no longer a good person ever. But <laughs> the minute but, you but, open your mouth and say that, you might as well realize that you've you've stepped in it. <laughs> so, I think I think we need to explain that here because <laughs> I, I think we, when you use that phrase swimming around in the gospel, it kind of reveals that that you're a convert to Lutheranism. So, so both Matthew and I are converts from other forms of Protestantism to Lutheranism. Yeah, where we came into it because, you know, there is some amount of terror, some amount of, of despair going on there because you've, you, because I'll tell you what, other churches that doesn't bother them at all to crush you. Yeah, you know, it does. They they think that it's the right thing to do. You know, but but what they don't do for you, they'll they'll turn the gospel into a law for one thing. But one of the mm-hmm. things they don't ever do is that let the gospel raise you again. Yeah, slaying, exactly. slaying the old ad- I know that this is for some people who are Christian listening to this for the first time slaying the old Adam with the law raising the new man with the gospel you know this is the way Paul talks he talks about yeah. being buried you know Romans chapter 6 buried with him in baptism raised into newness of life that's the way you know, that's, that's the way he looks at it you know, this is yeah. the way he proclaims it to the people is to say, even even in the whole context of, so what shall we say then? You know, shall we go on sinning? <laughs> well, no, yeah. because God forbid. <laughs> because you've been buried with him in baptism, shoved down in there, drowned in it, if you will, raised into newness of life. That's why I, I say swimming around in the gospel, because you're either going to be drowned or you're going to be raised. You know, it's, it's kind of a. For me, anyway, I always thought that it was a, a nice way to listen to it or to yeah. think about it. And 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 I try to stay out of the antinomian arguments because I, I've grown accustomed to hearing it easily whenever people really haven't spent a lot of time considering their own sin and realizing how far short they've fallen, no matter how small they may think their sins are. You know, um, what is it, the small called articles? Um yeah, Luther talks about the manifest sinner and the false saint, and that's the only two. <laughs> yeah, that's the only two that there really is. There's there's the manifest sinner, the one that you know everybody can see, 
you know, that that's a sinner. And then there's the false saint, the one who looks good on the outside, and but on the inside, <laughs> he might as well be the manifest sinner. So, but so. you know, I think at the same time, though, I think this is the problem with because the real antinomians, because because it's not antinomianism ism isn't just saying, well, hey, you're saved, you can go sin now. That's not what antinomians say. God loves to forgive. I love to sin. This is an awesome religion. Yeah, that's that's not no, quite no. it. <laughs> that well, the gospel just, just shows you everything you need to know, and it just kind of happens magically without anyone ever informing you to like you know about Christian ethics or Christian morality, and that's bad. <laughs> but you know the the exact opposite of that is what I was raised under, which was uh, a form of Wesleyanism. So John Wesley taught um, oh, that you could your... actually become perfect yeah. in this life. In your Well, okay, this is even worse than like becoming perfect in your deeds. John Wesley said that you, you can become uh, perfect in your affections, that is, your yeah. desires. Yeah. So it's 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 like an instantaneous thing. So you become uh, perfectly sanctified. You, you become perfect in your affections and your desires, and then because you're still human living here, you make quote unquote mistakes. <laughs> and um, if that wasn't bad enough as it was, I was raised in Wesleyan Pentecostalism, and there is a Wesleyan and non-Wesleyan Pentecostalism. I'm not going to go into that because that's a lot of history, but in Wesleyan Pentecostalism, first, you get saved, which means that you come and you say the sinner's prayer, confess your sins, accept Jesus into your heart. Okay, now you're saved, but then you kind of get sanctified, which just doesn't mean trying to live holy. It means that you must become purified 100% in your affections. So you typically go up and you pray to be perfectly sanctified. Okay, then... After you've done both of those things, then you really need the Holy Spirit. And then you pray for the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the experience of speaking in tongues. Now, if you lose your entire sanctification, because you can lose both your salvation, which Lutherans teach too, but you can also lose your entire sanctification, then then the Holy Spirit's left you, because he, he won't dwell in an unclean vessel. So after you've been raised under that kind of tyranny, you know, someone telling you about the third use of the law, just, you know, it's not that bad. <laughs> you know, the, the antinomians, to all you antinomians out there, you don't know how You don't bad, know how easy you've got it. <laughs> you yeah, 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 yeah. You don't, you don't know, you don't know real sanctification preaching until you've been a Wesleyan. <laughs> until you've had to deal with that fire and brimstone thing, right? No, no, no. You no? Know, a, a little third use of the law probably isn't going to hurt anyone. <laughs> but uh, there, I got a great quote here from Philip Melanchthon, and I, and I think and you've like keyed into this perfectly. We were talking about um, and so actually, I'm reading from Philip Melanchthon's Loki Communes, uh, the 1521 edition, and this is actually the first systematic theology textbook. The first Lutheran one, anyways, and it's it's not like oh, systematic theology. That's so difficult. It's actually a very easy read, and there's a lot of um, notes in here that, that explain historical things. It's not that bad of a read, and it's worth 
getting, and you can get that from Concordia Publishing House. It was, I think I paid like twenty something dollars for it. It's not bad, but but he has this great um, um, this this great passage, and, and so we got ten minutes. Con- by the way. We got ten minutes. Okay, so. He says, those who have been renewed by the Spirit of Christ are moved to do what the law commands by their own will and without the law's encouragement. The law is the will of God, and the Holy Spirit is nothing else than the living will and movement of God. Therefore, when we have been reborn by the Spirit of God, who is the living will of God, we willingly desire exactly what the law used to demand of us. Now... This doesn't. This may sound like a little antinomian, like we don't need the law. But, um, but a little further down the road, there he says, therefore, freedom does not consist in this that we do not keep the law, but rather that we willingly and heartily will desire what the law demands. That, I've got one more quote I want to read here. This is a few paragraphs down. He says in Romans six, seven, and eight, the apostle discusses this freedom in more depth, teaching that only. The new man is free. That's the new man raised up in baptism. Thus, insofar as we have been renewed by the Spirit, we are free. And then, and insofar as we are flesh and old man, we are under the law. So whatever is left of the old man is forgiven to believers because of their faith. So, you know, in short, you know, we're condemned as much as we're the old man. So... There's a still a second use of the law, but you know, the new man, he can rejoice in the third use of the law. He can be admonished. He can be encouraged to do the things that God's law, that God's law commands of him. But the old man doesn't. So it's because we're simultaneously saint and sinner that we hear both of these uses, you know, um, and, they're, and they're both applicable. You know, it's not like it's mutually exclusive. It, it's simultaneously um, or simultaneous. Which is why you say Seymour. 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 So you know who else is Seymour? Yeah, go ahead. Umuru-chan. 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 Very (laughs) Seymour. Yeah. I I know there's people that said, when are you going to get back to anime again? I mean, you're talking this theology stuff. But the reason why uh, Henry brings it up, and I kind of agree, is because that the the act of of Umaru-chan being, and when she's out in public, uh, you know, she's the the perfect um, everything. People are just like um, enchanted with her. She's oh, she's so poised and so smart and so wonderful. And then she gets home and she's a slob. Yeah, <laughs> she basically turns into an American. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, which actually that might. Not, that might not be too far far removed from <laughs> from the truth on that one because they do they do have a very dim view of Americans not not yeah. all of them you know if you can go over there and behave yourself they don't mind but as a general rule if you see um, uh, Americans portrayed in in Jap- Japanese anime or Japanese anything as a matter of fact we're awful yeah <laughs> the way yeah. the way they looked oh just yeah, and and that bad. may then that may be true bit of history for that though if people want to go watch it it's it's not that bad you know as far as you're you know worrying about if you're worried about your sanctification it's not going to hurt you um but i loved in the first episode whenever it came out um because one of the things about Amarachan is she's uh she's a very good student in fact she doesn't yeah. have to study so they're all getting their tests back and she's got a hundred percent on her first test but here's the, the here's the trick 
viewers actually went back, people who know about math went back and regraded that test that you could see in the thing. And because we're in the, in the age of HD, it's all pretty clear. It turns out that none of her answers are right. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 she, so she really is simultaneously justified and sinner. So, so, so even when she screws up, she's still right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> of no so, merit of her own to she, plead. She, you know? yeah, I was going to say, she's not the number one student of any merit of her own. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently, the teacher is the one that's yeah. in charge of you know, however that works. You know, <laughs> imputed A plus. You there know. you go. <laughs> imputed grades. <laughs> I could have so, used some of those. <laughs> well, we all could have actually. So, you know, it says here we're at fifty six, almost fifty seven minutes. So we're doing pretty good today. Yeah, pretty we good. Just, for for well, I'll tell you at this point what we ought to start doing then is we ought to start saying, I almost said Lutheran difference. <laughs> <laughs> angel repair juice pc at gmail.com angel repair juice pc at, G- at gmail.com and and we've just proven that you know we we actually pay attention to the emails we're actually hungry for them we would like to have some emails send us some emails especially whenever you start them off by saying how wonderful we are yeah. we'll always put it on the air like the first one could say you guys are the greatest at doing podcasts and the next one could say but this part of it is just absolutely terrible. We'll only ever read that first part right there. We'll just be like, yeah, well. you guys are the greatest. You're absolutely amazing. You know, in fact, I'll tell you what. We ought to put on the website a whole bunch of, of things that people could say about us. We could, <laughs> and they could just copy and paste into the email. I'll let you draft that. <laughs> you, you let me do it. You let me be Seymour on this. Is that what it is? Yeah, I'll, I'll let you no. be Seymour. <laughs> People can just copy and paste in, you know. Okay, so so you can do that. Um, are we going to get a Twitter Imputed account? compliments? There you That's go. what that is. Are we going to get a Twitter account? Do we? Do we? Did we think about that? I I see no reason not to. Um, I don't, don't have. I have virtually no experience with Twitter, so I'm going to put that one on you. Okay. Well, the trick would be to find out whether or not Angel Repair Juice is being used or not. I'll bet it isn't. I, if, if I highly would, doubt it. Because there's three words that just normally aren't strung together. Angel no. repair juice. I didn't know angels needed repair. Okay. So so do that. Angel repair juice PC at gmail.com. Like the new Facebook page like or the, else. Yep. And also go find the find the group. There's last I checked there was about seventy two people in there. Uh, I, I think it's 74 now. 74? Okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, people put stuff in there. As a matter of fact, that was where Audi put the um, the review. We've got to remember to put that on the site, though. Yeah. Don't yeah. Let's don't forget to do that, okay? Don't worry, Audi. We'll take care of you. So, And I'll be posting the link to the English version of Your Lie in April, the, the opening theme, which is actually really good. I sat and listened to it a little while ago and said, oh, that's a surprise. It's a new thing that people do. So... By all means, send us your reviews, send us your stuff, and if you want to, since I'm on Crunchyroll, I was just checking the other day. I have four uh, Crunchyroll um, free trials on there that I could be giving to people. So talk to me. Talk to me. I'll send that out to you. Before we just start passing these things out here, maybe Maybe the the first people to do do, do, – we'll give one 
the Audi because he because he was first. Yeah. But the the first people to send in audio reviews, you get the free trials. Okay, that sounds pretty good. So, thanks for listening to Angel Repair Juice today. My name is Matthew Pancake, and I'm Henry Volk. And listen to us next time, and we'll talk more about the niche. The niche is good. The niche is life. Life.